0: hello lifers in the whirlwind how nice to hear you see you i don't hear you or see you great to connect with you again <laughs> this today is episode 6 and it is called showing up to the table a lot of people have asked me why i do this podcast even though they partially know and a lot of people in my life who um, know me very well, who I'm friends with, they um, we talk about this concept of showing up to the table, and I'll explain what that means in a little bit here. But this is a great value of mine, and it's part of why I'm I do this podcast. So I thought it was about time to come around to that, and. Um, what it is, and what it isn't. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as most of you know, I think at this point, I think I said this, I am studying to become a yoga teacher. I have other jobs, but um, this seems to be a natural next step in my vocational process because I found it very healing. And one of the things that our teacher has asked us to do is to study ourselves studying yoga. And that's not just the physical practice of yoga, but the, the principles of yoga. And one of the principles of yoga is to be true. And if you've ever been to a yoga practice at a studio before, maybe you've heard a teacher say, you have shown up to your mat this morning, or you've shown up. You've chosen to show up to your mat today. So, what does that mean when we say "show up"? It's used in different ways, but um, what does it mean to show for you to show up to something? Um, what I think a big a big thing that comes up when we talk about showing up is we. I don't know if this is true of you, but a lot of people, one of their first thoughts is um, fear of showing up the way that they just are. There's a sort of desire or felt need to make oneself a little bit better. Quote. There's air quotes there that you can't see because this is a podcast. But to make yourself, quote, better before you show up. So that might mean... Maybe you put on a persona for certain people, and maybe you're aware of why you put on that persona with certain people. Maybe you put on the persona of uh, intellectual or knowledgeable or you have answers. Maybe that's something that you put on. Or maybe you put on funny, or maybe you put on problem solver, or maybe you put on good leader, whatever that looks like for the crowd that you're showing up to. But the reality is, anytime we're putting on a different self, we're foregoing and neglecting actually showing up. There's a lot of talk out there right now with, you know, Brene Brown being on the scene and um, some good friends of mine who are public speakers and things like that. There's a lot of talk of the true self showing up, and we've talked a little bit about that on this podcast. But um, one of the reasons I've started this podcast is because I want to model showing up. I don't think it's fair to call people to show up if you're not, if I'm not going to do it myself. So a lot of the same things I've said before, but showing up is not about worthiness. Showing up is not about being enough, being complete, being whatever those personas are that those people want from you. It's, showing up to the table. So when I say showing up to the table, this is what I imagine. I imagine that life, um, yeah, let's say life since this is life in the whirlwind. I imagine life is a feast. It's this big dinner table where the finest foods and the finest beverages and the finest company that you can imagine have shown up. And you've all decided to show up and you've decided to show up and enjoy each other. And if you're the kind of person who uh I know a lot of you who listen to this uh follow Jesus, um maybe you're imagining that he's there and maybe this is his feast that he's invited you to. Whatever your personal inclinations and convictions, this can kind of work for you. Imagine what that feast might look like, where the finest foods, the finest wines, the finest beverages, the finest people show up to the table. And there are rules for this table. One of the rules is that everybody is given equal voice, And creativity and connection. And that means that, and when I say equal, I don't mean 50-50 or whatever, you know, perfectly evenly dispersed, but more uh, freely dispersed ability to voice things, ability, uh, freedom and space to be creative, and freedom and space to connect to the others who are sharing their voice and creativity. And if you think you're the kind of person who doesn't have creativity, there's no way. Everyone has creativity. That's a whole other episode. Maybe I'll have to revisit that sometime, but I guarantee you, you're creative. If you get up in the morning and breathe, you're creative. If you, you know, have a certain style of clothing, you're creative. Whatever it is that you're doing, the way you're doing yourself, that's your creativity. So that's one of the rules, is that everybody gets to show up and have a voice and be creative and connect. One of the other rules of the table, of the feast, is that it is a shame-free space. And when I talk about shame, what shame is, is it's I'm bad or I am bad dirty i am disgusting i am incomplete i'm not enough all these things and there's a lot of poverty of self language involved and i mean self not like actions i mean like identity like deep self there's a poverty of self there So it is a very shame free space at the table. It means no one is allowed to make others feel ashamed. And it means no one is allowed, you know, no one's allowed to make you feel ashamed. You're not allowed to make others feel ashamed. Um, You know, intentionally creating a space where others, you give the message that others are um, identity bad. You know bad at the core here are some other ones those are the two main ones um if something's first it's usually the most important so here are these uh here are these other these first two are really important and then here are these other like little quick ones that i'll go through but they all really play on these first two the next one is sort of being true or this truthfulness. That's what really it's so tied up in being truthful, um, sh- the showing up at the table. And it's, it's a, you know, wearing a persona is not truthful if you think about it that way. <clears throat> another thing, another rule at the table might be that there's no violence in thought, word, or deed toward others or yourself there's no violence toward others or yourself in thought in word or in deed so that shi- that shows up in that shame free rule right another one is discerning your true needs and separating that from what you desire and what this does is it it might make you less apt to hoard Attention, or love or scurry for attention and love because you sort of understand what your true needs are and you can separate them from your desires for those things. That's a pretty nuanced thing that you might have to chew on that for a little while. I get that. I've chewed on these a lot, so I I sort of speed through them, but consider what these mean for you. Uh, The next rule might be courageous acceptance of what is. At the table, there's no complaining. (laughs) There's no, I wish this were here, or I wish that were not here, whatever that is. It's just acceptance. It's courageous acceptance, and it's radical acceptance of what is. And the final rule, I would say, there are so many more I could talk about, but these are the ones I wanted to pinpoint. The final rule, and this is sort of like the culminative rule is you lay yourself down you offer yourself and you really devote yourself to god if that's your thing whatever you want whatever you happen to call god um you devote and and others at the table you really lay yourself down and you offer yourself to these to these beings and um this is what vulnerability is It's laying yourself down. It's opening yourself up in a way that is true. I don't like just talking about vulnerability. I want to live vulnerability. And that's what this table is. It's not just talking about vulnerability and engaging it as an idea or ideas, but it really is—it's—it's it's living, and that's what this table is: is living, living vulnerability and openness and, and devotion to self and others. So I do think that if I were to sum up what this means, showing up, showing up yourself um, to the table, I think if I could sum it up, it would be that you know, and you are known. You see and you are seen. Being known is kind of what we're made for. And a big part of this starts with ourselves. It's really hard to let others know and see us if we are too afraid to know and see ourselves. There's this double play going on. We have to know ourselves. We have to see ourselves truly and in that we can maybe more easily be seen and know others it's giving yourself regular permission to do these things that's what showing up is it does require a lot of giving yourself permission it does require you give yourself permission to live out of enoughness even though your feelings might tell you you're not enough, that's shame. That's shame telling you that you're not enough. That anything, that there's anything about you that's not enough is untrue. That's just shame. This poverty of self, it's a lie. So, like I said, I don't just like to talk about vulnerability, I like to live it. So I'll tell you a little story. One of the hardest things uh, someone ever told me is that he thought I was emotionally weak, so if you're a friend of mine, you know i i I have deep feelings <laughs> i have I'm in touch with my feelings and i sometimes that means I cry sometimes that means I laugh. I feel things big and when this person told me that he thought I was emotionally weak. It was very painful. When I explored with him what that meant, it became kind of clear to me that he was referring to my vulnerability and my showing up. And sometimes that showing up was with tears. Um, My emotions were making him uncomfortable, maybe. But what was one of the most hurtful interpersonal moments of my life actually became over a year of doing battle to keep showing up. And thank goodness I had some really incredible friends, <laughs> a group of friends who we I go on this beach retreat with every year. They encouraged me to continue to show up. And they gave me small gifts for my... Office that symbolized this in ways that nobody else understood except for me. It was just this constant nudge to keep showing up and to not let this put me into hiding. And as I did battle with this, I'm telling you this because I want you to know that it's a battle, it's not easy and it's not something automatic and it's not something that happens quickly. But what I learned is that it was that person's stuff that made my showing up feel like weakness to that person. And I confess that there were many moments that I allowed those really haunting words to replay in my head, and it caused me to retreat, and it caused me to hide. And there are many moments I did not show up There are many moments that I hid and that was part of the work. So all this to say, I want to encourage you that this is a process and change and growth is a jagged line in the same direction. Some days you're going to feel like you've regressed and some days you're going to feel like you're doing great and that's fine. It means you're on the right path because it's, it's a jagged line, my friends. So, That's a little tiny success story of mine. Success story. That's such a funny phrase that I never use really. I can't believe I just popped out. Um, But it is, to me, it's this story of courage, of um, I'm not telling it to you so that you like revere me I'm not telling you because I deserve I want a pat on the back but I I want to tell you that because I want to tell you I've struggled with this and it's hard and I let my shame get in the way and um, it was really freeing to come to a place where people really loved me and moved toward me in a way that made me continue to show up the great end to that story is that that person and I had sort of a reconciliation and it was sweet so, that's good. Not that everything's fine, but <laughs> it was sweet to talk about it in a different way that didn't have that power wasn't wasn't uh had anymore. The shame, the power of that shame didn't have me anymore in the same way. So, what are the practical steps here of vulnerability? How do you show up at the table? You know, I'm making these suggestions of sort of conceptually what to do, but Here is, um, of course, I'm going to read from a Brene Brown book. Uh, There's a good book called Daring Greatly that Brene Brown wrote and available at all fine bookstores. Uh, Daring Greatly. This is her list of ten things to sort of be courageously showing up to your life. And what does it look like to show up to this table? Number 1. I am ready to sit next to you rather than across from you. Number 2. I'm willing to put the problem in front of us rather than in between us or sliding it toward you. Number 3. I'm ready to listen, ask questions, and accept that I, that I may not fully understand issues. Number 4. I want to acknowledge what you do well instead of picking apart your mistakes. Number five, I recognize your strengths and how you can use them to address your challenges. Number six, I can hold you accountable without shaming you or blaming you. Seven, I'm willing to do my own part. That means your own work to show up number eight i can genuinely thank you for your efforts rather than criticize you for your failings nine i can talk about how resolving these challenges will lead to your growth and opportunity number ten I can model the vulnerability and openness that I expect to see from you. That's a pretty juicy list. You might have to listen to that again. You can also Google it. If you were to Google this, you could look up, um, daring greatly engaged feedback checklist. That's what it's called, but it's from the the book daring greatly. And, um, This is obviously specifically talking about the kind of interactions that we have with one another at the table. But I want to remind you that the table is nothing without others. That it's inherently about showing up not just for yourself and not just as an individual effort, but as a communal effort in the world, in this world community that we live in. It's not about just you getting to know you that's really important don't forget that that's a really big first step even but it's not where it ends okay so here's my invitation there's so much more to say about this i'm hoping there will be a part two and part three and part four about this i really hope that um that i can have some guests talk about this in the future particularly how shame keeps us from showing up because i think that's the main obstacle is shame it's like i'm not good enough to show up i'm not i don't like i don't want to be seen when someone saw me it was bad but you're forgetting a lot of people will see you and they'll deal with their own stuff when they see you so the battle the battle continues here is my invitation to you my friends when you consider what's stopping you from showing up, what are your fears? Maybe you start there. And remember that vulnerability or this showing up is does not mean you tell or show all to a lot of people. It doesn't mean you go around blabbing your secrets to everyone. Or you tell... Sorry, blabbing is a very... I don't like that word. Um... You don't go around sharing all of your intimate details with people. Maybe you don't even share um, like the medium-level details of your life and inner workings with others. There's something very powerful about not speaking what's inside of you, but just embodying what's inside of you, just being what's inside of you becoming what's inside of you right so what i don't mean by this is go tell 50 people you know like go stand up at a conference during the question and answer portion and like spill your guts to the crowd or don't show up at bible study or whatever thing that's that's a common place that we spill our guts uh we we who grew up in the christian tradition um You know, don't go to your Bible study and just spill your guts. That's not the point. Um, Perhaps it looks different. Vulnerability means entrusting and being true to self. So, how do you lay yourself down? But before you lay yourself down, how do you address these fears? Expect that this battle and this process will be uncomfortable for you. It's uncomfortable for me. But don't confuse discomfort with weakness. You're going to feel weak when you try to show up. And remember that this showing up is not about having this, like, in-your-face experience with other people who aren't being kind to you. That's not cool. (laughs) That's not how we roll here. Uh, That's not life. That's just... Layering on shame. So, what does it look like to show up and not call it weakness if somebody doesn't like it? So, I invite you to think about that. I invite you to think about these fears. That's where I want you to start. What are you afraid of? Start there. And my blessing to you this week is this given yesterday's epic global women's march, uh, not The Saturdays. Um, It happened on January 21st. Uh, A quote by Ritu Gatori A strong woman is one who feels deeply and loves fiercely. Her tears flow just as abundantly as her laughter. A strong woman is both soft and powerful, she is both practical and spiritual. A strong woman in her essence is a gift to the world. I know you're not all women out there. You can choose to hear this blessing and honor the women around you. You can choose to hear this in a very non-gendered way. This is true. Be fierce, my seekers of life in the whirlwind, my friends. Be open to tears flowing and abundant laughter. Be strong. Be soft. Be powerful. Laugh. Cry. Be practical. Be spiritual. And be a gift to yourself and to the world. Thanks so much for showing up today. Keep showing up. Talk to you soon.